Welcome everybody to episode 2 of my podcast. Today I have something very short and simple. It's going to be easy for us to grasp and I'm hoping that it'll bless you guys in the end. So just to start it off, the title, I was actually praying about it because I was like, man, I need something to, you know, give... Give, give, give some kind of uh, some some what is it clickbait title or you know something that draws the attention of the crowd, and what stood in my mind was the blood of the innocent, and so it'll be about injustice a little bit, kind of going into that, and kind of going into the heart of the father behind injustice that has taken place throughout the course of history. So the first example that I could think of in the Bible where injustice took place was in Genesis chapter 4. If you're not familiar with the story, we have the two brothers, Cain and Abel. And, you know, Cain was a savage. Cain, I don't know how he did it. Some people speculate he used a rock. Some other people said that he created some kind of sharp object. I don't know. But we see that Cain murdered his brother Abel out of jealousy, out of envy, out of anger, out of frustration. And so in Genesis chapter 4, verse 10, after he you know, committed that action, says, The Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And so we see one of the earliest forms of injustice was an innocent man named Abel murdered by his own brother. In the text, it implies that the blood cries out to God. And you see, Abel's blood was literally crying out to God. And God was able to hear it. God was able to to see it. God knew this was going to happen. And so his initial response to that situation was to bring judgment upon Cain. And if you continue reading the verses down below, you see that God cursed the ground that Cain was working on. And Cain ended up leaving to a whole nother location and ran away from the Lord. So I wanted to focus on God's response in that particular situation. God immediately responded. God didn't just sit on the sidelines and was like, all right, I know you did this to your brother, but I'll talk to you next year about it. No, he initially like, boom, he saw it. He knew what happened and he responded immediately. And that's just awesome to know that our God sees everything. Our God sees the things that we don't see behind closed doors. There's nothing you can do that can be escaped by God's eye. God literally sees every single thing. And one day when we stand before him at the judgment seat, everything will be brought unto the table. And if I'm being honest with you guys, I've, I've done some crazy stuff behind closed doors. No cap, no cap. And, you know, I've prayed for repentance. I've prayed for God to cleanse me. I'm not worried about it. But man, those who are not in covenant with Jesus, it'll be scary. It'll be scary that day. So, um, I want to go to Psalms chapter 33 and verses 4 and 5. It says, For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of steadfast love of the Lord. Man, such a beautiful scripture. I want to emphasize uh verse right here, verse 5. He loves justice and righteousness. Our God loves justice and he loves righteousness god delights in those things because he is the epitome of the justice and righteousness 
like I said, he sees all things that are done in secret. And God has orchestrated a way for uh, justice to take place uh, in people's lives, especially those who are, you know, feeling like they're left unseen. And so all throughout the course of history on this entire planet, not just one moment in the Bible in Genesis, you know, or Genesis 4, but also just throughout the whole planet, the entire population at one point was committing evil it, to the point where God literally said that he was sorry that he made them. It said that they had no concept of what was right and only evil. Literally, they only had evil on their mind. They had no concept of God. They had no concept of righteousness justice they were focused only on evil and if you read the story god wipes out that entire population and just leaves a couple of noah and his family that's in genesis chapter 6 if you need the reference so man we see god cannot stand evil done especially done to those who can't stand for themselves so now that we know that this breaks God's heart, you know, I want to encourage you guys to, to especially you as a believer, to I want to let you know that God has prepared for you good works to walk in. And Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God created us believers to walk in good works beforehand, meaning God knew that every form of injustice that would take place throughout history, he has placed specific people in certain regions to fight against these things and stand up and share the gospel to people. And it's crazy just to think about that. Like our God, who is supreme ruler of the universe, has given each and every single believer a specific task to, to, to fight evilness in this world. To, to, to bring the healing power of the gospel, the restoration of the gospel. So, man... I feel I feel blessed if I'm being honest with you, just because, you know, I'm in America. It's 2020, the craziest year of my life. But I also feel special because God has allowed me to be alive during these times. And I'm a son of God. I have faith in Christ. And, you know, honestly, I feel drawn toward um, fighting against human trafficking just recently. God has placed that desire on my heart to partner with certain ministries and to help out people, victims who have, you know, suffered from abuse and just, you know, were dealt wrong by uh, other human beings. And so I have other areas as well. I have places uh, really with racial tensions right now in America that are super, super high. I feel kind of called to look more into my uh, African-American side of uh, my family and really just uh, bring in any healing that's done, uh, you know, that's that's needed out of. Uh, I can't even think right now. I'm so sorry, guys. 
<laughs> there's literally a freaking lizard on the wall right in front of me. So, yeah, I was saying I was looking into my, uh, my, my African-American heritage a little bit and just trying to give out a little history lesson for my own life and figure out, you know, what has God done through my bloodline? You know, how has he commissioned my family members in the past to to stand against slavery, uh, to stand against just any form of, a, uh, of injustice, whether it's abortion, you know, anything like that. Uh, the widows, you have the poor. Every, there's so many things that believers can and have been doing throughout history. This is not a rebuke. You know, I'm very, very, very grateful for the believers who have fought against slavery, who have fought against human trafficking, who have fought against abortion, who have fought against racism, who have fought against the infants and the poor, anything that you can think of. There's been believers who create ministries to combat these things. And so this is not a rebuke to anybody. This is more of an encouragement to, to step into your calling, to really pray and ask God to reveal to you what you're called to do specifically. Because like I said, God has allowed you to be alive today because he has set you here in your particular region to be a voice of the voiceless. He has set you in a particular region to bring the gospel, the power of God unto salvation to all men. So I ask you by the name of Jesus to really just pray and have God reveal to you, you know, what you should be doing. That's especially if you have no idea, if you're a new believer that's totally understandable. I was, you know, when I, I became a new believer, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I've been four and a half years maybe into the ministry already, and I'm just now understanding what God has called me to do a little bit more than I did back then. So if you're a new believer, keep praying, man. Keep serving. Get involved in a church and just serve the Lord and the Lord will reveal it to you. And those who are already doing those things, thank you. Thank you for walking in your good works. Thank you for mimicking Jesus and bringing healing to those who are broken. It's very, very encouraging to see those things because people like us, people who are just now coming to understand what we're called to do, you know, we're grateful. We're grateful for the models you set for us. And I'm thankful for any leader, any pastor, any teacher, any apostle, any prophet, any preacher any servant of God who has been faithful with their ministry. I thank you for what you're doing. And just a reminder once again that you have specific works that God has called you to do and called you to walk in. And today is the day to pray and step in faith and not in fear in Jesus' name. I'm going to pray for you guys real quick. God, I thank you, Father, that you have given us a moment here, Father God, to to at least listen to your word, Father God. And I pray that Whatever was spoken through me, God, will just reach somebody who has listened to this podcast, God, and that they will understand, God, that they have a purpose here on this planet, God, that they ha they're they not, you know, they're not here just to, to live life, Father. They're here, Father God, to, to be the hands and feet of you, Jesus. They're here to walk in destiny, God. They're here to walk in purpose, God. And I thank you, Father God, that you have not forsaken us and that you have given us every tool, Father God, to use, to utilize to the benefit of the ministry, God. 
and that any weapon that is coming our way, Father God, from the enemy, Lord, we have the power and the authority of Jesus Christ to rebuke these things, God. And so I pray against discouragement. I pray against fear. I pray against comparison, God. I pray, Father God, that you will remind us that we have the Holy Spirit that's inside of us, God. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives inside of our bodies. And so, Father God, give us a reminder of how clean we are. How clean and how pure your blood has made us, Jesus. For you set your spirit inside of our hearts, Father God, so that we will cry, Abba, Father, to you, Lord. And I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.